We open on Charlie Kaufman, fat, old, bald, repulsive, sitting in a Hollywood restaurant. Across from Valerie Thomas, a lovely statuesque film executive. Kaufman, trying to get a writing assignment, wanting to impress her, sweats profusely. Fat, bald Kaufman paces furiously in his bedroom. He speaks into his handheld tape recorder, and he says, Charlie Kaufman, fat, bald, repulsive, old, sits at a Hollywood restaurant with Valerie Thomas. That's right. We watched Adaptation this week on The Movie Gap, the podcast that has you scream. How have you not seen that? 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 Welcome to the Movie Gap. I am your host, Chase Austin. And as always, my obnoxious twin brother, who is also fat and bald, Bryce Perkins. Hello, everybody. Obnoxious twin brother that also makes more Skrilla per screenplay than you, you fucking genius. So genius, he can't even make any fucking money, can't even finish a screenplay. So genius. Mom said it's psychologically taught. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I was so hoping yeah, that so there much. was going to... I was so... Well, we'll get into it later, but that part was fucking awesome. I was really hoping that there that it would end up that <laughs> everyone was Charlie Kaufman by oh. the, like, after they <laughs> yeah. had that discussion. But anyway, that would have been I mean, it, meta. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> A little meta. Yeah. Not so sort of. Uh anyway, before we get into it, All uh, right. let us introduce our fan favorite guest back. Uh by special request for a um Charlie Kaufman film. It is A P Stark. What's up, people of the interwebs? And yes, I was the special request. It yeah. was me. So um, before before we get into Bryce, uh, so last week we covered being John Malkovich, and of course I was like, well, we have to do adaptation too, uh, or adaptation as well, and uh, I knew that it we would be remiss if we did not get you on this one. Uh, I I, pre- I appreciate that. You know, you know, Kaufman is uh, m- uh, my absolute obsession when it comes to screenwriting. And um, I, I've i been trying to get you guys to do some Kaufman shit, so I'm very happy to hear that not just Adaptation, but being John Malkovich, uh, fuck yes. Yeah. I'm glad. I hope Bryce's mind was blown. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I liked it a lot. You, you did um, enjoy it. Yes. Uh, and the we shall uh, we shall see how I felt about this one. Yeah. Stay what did you, tuned do you remember? That. Do you remember what you uh, rated uh being John Malkovich? I think I rated being John Malkovich nine Malkovich Malkovich out of ten Malkovich Malkovich. Yeah, it was either That's nine or eight point five. It was one of the two. No, it was nine or nine point five. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was nine or eight point five. Oh, maybe it was eight point five. Yeah, it was up there, something though. like that. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, before we get into this one, obviously, how? Uh, let's go Stark first. Stark, how have you been? We uh, we last 
uh, spoke with you on our uh, mid-Halloween episode of Child's mm-hmm. Play, and that, uh, at least that YouTube, has gone on to be our highest-ranking YouTube uh, with the most views so, so that's, far. Yeah, so truly it, a fan favorite. Yeah, and it shot up <laughs> fast. So it shot up real fast. I promised it wasn't just me watching it 150 times. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been your mom since we mentioned her. <laughs> she just keeps watching it. She's like, they mentioned me. <laughs> and I saw your uh, yeah. your stepdad commented on it. Oh yeah, my mom called me. My mom called me last night. Actually, it was like uh you know uh, i was i was like literally about to fall asleep like i you know on the verge of of sleeping in the slumberland and i i get a phone call wakes me up loud as fuck i'm like whoa what's going on it's my mom and she was like hey i just want to let you know um i got a letter in the mail i'm gonna need you to come to louisiana i've I've apparently got to go to court and i was like what the fuck are you talking about i was like where what like who who is this letter from she was child protective (laughs) services Fuck you for that fucking podcast. <laughs> 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 like you're making oh, everybody think awesome. I'm torturing your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were on her side though. That's great. <laughs> you, you were, you were. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, no, I've been doing pretty good. You know, it's uh, you know, um, <laughs> what the fuck has changed for anyone? Let's just uh, let's yeah. say I'm caught up in election season. Um, which is great. It's almost over, which is nice. No, it well, is. About it. Yeah, it, is it is over, over now. We, uh, remember we, uh, this is, Oh yeah. Uh, we finally got rid of the turd. Yeah. No, we, uh, well, I, I know that, uh, I think that the, the future of America is bright with, uh, president insert winner here. Um, <laughs> yes, and, <perfect>. um, <laughs> unless it's Donald Trump. Okay. Sorry. I had to say, it. I had to clear my name because yeah, anyway, but, um, Anyway, yeah. So he's, he's um, going to use where you said Donald Trump and put that into the insert here part. I hope yeah. you realize. What do you mean? It, if in fact, oh, I don't know. I'm not going to put that energy out there. <laughs> yeah, let's see, just that's quit the talking thing. about this. Let's quit yeah. talking about. But this. the election has already happened. <laughs> yeah, boy, what a doozy that was when they both. Um, <laughs> right, that was crazy. When uh, when they both decided to quit and and decided that America <laughs> should live in anarchy and people could govern themselves. That's amazing. Uh, I yeah. uh, I'm really excited really? to see uh, how the country moves forward after this uh, uh, decision. So we're recording um, this from a bunker. We're recording this from our own uh, from our own. Um, what do you call those things? Survivalist bunker. What are, you know what I'm talking about? Where they do the the show on like on a oh, like a doomsday prepper. Doomsday like, prepper. Yeah, yeah we're we're uh, filming this from our own doomsday bunker. Yeah, we got cans of beans and. MREs and MREs and um, some longbows, <laughs> so we can live off the land. And we have Can't our the longbows. and we have our rad detectors, rad detectors, of course. Yeah, and uh, we're we're and all our, set. And our, uh, pit boys and our pit boys. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah. Hey, can't forget about trash can fires. Got nope. got to set the trash can fire. Got plenty of fuel. Got plenty of kerosene for that. Stocked up on the kerosene and the propane. And uh, you know, jokes on you, the the ones that didn't doomsday prep this whole time. We tried to tell you. Oh. So, all right. So that's exciting. <laughs> um, well, let's get right Thanks, into Chase. this movie. Thank you, uh, as always, Bryce. You what? had not seen this, so what did you know about this going in? And when when were you first aware of it, made aware of this movie? Do you remember? Because I remember when we were talking about being John Malkovich, you have a distinct 
re- recollection of the trailer when you were a child. Uh huh. So when do you remember this one coming out? I don't remember the trailers for this one as much. Uh, I like remember seeing a snippet of it on Showtime or HBO or something mm-hmm. when it had made its way on- onto that platform, probably yeah. a couple years after its release, or maybe a f- uh, quite a few years after its release. Um, just like kind of it being on one night, uh, but not watching it and just kind of like whatever I was watching, I was like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. You know, I was like. 13 or something uh or 14 maybe but i was like this seems interesting and oh that's nicholas cage uh i want to watch this movie one day when i can start from the beginning uh and here we are many years later yeah so, many years later so that uh is one goal that i have fulfilled in my life uh, so no one can say that I haven't done anything with my life. I, there's a, another goal achieved. <laughs> got, it, got it off your bucket list. Now yep. you can crawl into your bunker and yep, die. Crawl back in my bunker and uh, <laughs> with your long bow. Yep, with my long bow <laughs> for hunting wild game. Yep, in post-apocalyptic Houston, yep. Texas. Exactly. Yep. All right. Hope you like um, frogs. I mean, there's plenty of people that eat frogs. Chase, <laughs> you want to? Stark's family's from Louisiana. A lot of people in Louisiana eat frogs. Hey, hey, hey Stark. fuck you, Bryce. <laughs> they do. Do they hunt them with good, right? Do they hunt them with longbows? Well, if it's we do hunt them with longbows. Yes. Okay. If it, and if it's a do, if it's after D Day and that's all you have, then yeah, I would assume that's what you're but hunting them with. Wouldn't you kind of need one before D Day? I mean, all the weapons are still there. You could use whatever weapon you want. What do you mean? I mean, they have composite. You know. What, you, you got crossbows. You're you just gonna you find just it lying longbow. down on the ground. Or well, something? where did you find a longbow? Bryce? I bought it before D Day. <laughs> so why did you buy a better, like an easier to use weapon? Longbows are cool. All right. Have you ever seen a crossbow though, Bryce? That's all he's trying to say. Yeah. Um, I'm not a very, I'm not a very religious person, so <laughs> I tend to stay away from that. Crossbow, uh, though, uh, definitely one of the most effective weapons against a vampire. Um, I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen evidence of that. Yep. Uh, but luckily, we're not on a vampire D Day. We're just in a good old fashioned human nuclear D Day. Yep. And my longbow uh, is treating me just fine. Well, good. So keep your judgments to yourself. All right. Uh, well, let's get into it, guys. Okay. You ready, Stark? Yeah. All right, Bryce. Uh huh. What are we out on this note? Uh, note journey or? Um, I call it a note journey. You have a different term for note journey, but I did have a little bit of a note journey. I mean, I had a, a couple of small note journeys. Um, but the biggest one being that. You know, I did my standard. I mean, so right off the bat, I want to talk about Nicolas Cage. Okay. Um, the elephant in the room. At right. the time, he was uh, Spike Jones' cousin-in-law. Is that a thing? Uh, is that what you call it? He wanted to be. Well, he is Sofia Coppola's cousin, and Spike Jones was married to her at the time. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait, Nicolas Cage is Sofia Coppola's cousin? Yes. So he's yes. Francis Ford Coppola is his uncle. Nephew. Nephew, yeah. He Francis Ford Coppola is his uncle. Yes. Yes. What? 
Yeah, I did not how, know how that. How do you think he was ever in the movie business to begin with? You basically have to be related to somebody whenever you were coming I guess, out during yeah, that if you time. want to make it. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Um, now you just have to be Australian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have no qualms with that. I, That's I true. That's so yeah. weirdly true. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but anyway, um, he does amazing in this movie. Uh, he's fucking incredible, and I I did not know that uh, he would be playing uh, his own twin either. Yeah, um, that must have been a pleasant surprise. Well, the, it was actually when yeah. when Donald made an appearance, and it was him, and they were a to- he was like a totally different person. Uh, personality-wise, anyway, um, it was a real treat because Nicholas Cage was already fucking crushing it um, as it's Charlie, Charlie Kaufman yeah. in the first place. And, and I love, he, and I then love he goes the, and fucking crushes it as a completely different person. But it's all yeah. very fucking so realistic. nuanced, and like, nuanced, like, exactly. Like he doesn't do like a different voice or really right. walk. Like he walks a little different, but they're they're both pretty schlubby. I mean, they both look the same right. and they both sound the same. You know, but like one has this optimistic view, and then uh-huh. the other is like soul crushingly depressed. Right, which comes into play later in the movie with that beautiful, beautiful line, which instantly became one of my favorite um, lines in any movie ever. But there's a lot of questions I have about this movie, having known nothing about the okay. backstory on it. All right, I know. That I need to be cleared up before we go into my notes journey. Here. Well, I will clarify. So this movie is about Charlie Kaufman adapting R- right, a, book a book into right. a film. Uh-huh. And he ends up wanting, like, adapting it by writing about him adapting of it. Of course. And that is... And it's is, very meta. Yeah, and now, that is exactly what he did. Right. Now, is that a real book? Yes. Or is this just a no, movie? No, that's a real of, book. Susan Orlin. Yep. Okay, so I saw, is I a saw real, at the end of the credits that it said this movie is based on factual events. Yes. Some of the th- they did the, the disclaimer about yeah. based on a true story, the typical disclaimer for that. Does Charlie did does Charlie Kaufman have an actual twin brother? Well no, he's dead. No, he's dead. So that motherfucker really died? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. he, he never <laughs> he never had a twin brother. Okay. Uh but it, it the movie is credited, the screenplay is credited to Charlie, to and, Donald. Charlie and Donald. Uh, when they were nominated for all of the awards for like they got uh, Golden Globe, Oscar, BAFTA, they were nominated for all those. I so think does BAFTA he was really have one. a brother, Donald? No, but it, the screenplay and the awards were for Charlie and uh, Donald. Kaufman. Okay, so then, okay, so then that goes into one of my little notes journeys, which was during that scene where he said where he's talking to Donald about Donald is like really proud of this idea where the three. Yeah, the yeah. three where he's it's going to be split personalities, but that's going to the twist is going to be they're all the same person. And he was saying, you can't do a movie. There's nothing more used in screenplays than split personalities. Yeah, he was writing Donald as a split personality, but without yeah to an extent saying yeah. as such. Yeah, pretty that's much. So fucking awesome. And he talks about and how also hilarious. I mean, the whole thing with adding like uh, everything that Donald does with the voiceover. This has a lot of voiceover in it. Donald right, Donald right. mentions early on. He's like, I'm going to throw a song in, mm-hmm. and then out of nowhere. Later on to the movie, yeah. he just starts singing that song, right. and, then, and you're like, oh, wow, he just put a song in this and, movie. And not to mention the fact that um, he they were talking about how, or w- when it came to that song, Charlie's 
uh, main critique was like it was like switching genres yeah. in the middle of a movie, and then this, this movie one, switches into yeah. a thriller right at that point. Yeah, go ahead, start. If I could interject real quick, yeah, like because uh, this is going to be one of those ones where we're going to have a heart. Like it's so like heady. There's yeah. a lot uh, of shit to talk about. I would say about. over overall, I mean, the best way to think about it is that it's a film that. Uh, tries to utilize all of the uh, all of the most cliche genre um, elements that it can in order to um, make a statement about it not being a typical uh, you know uh, a typical uh, film that's filled with cliches right uh, and it's almost a comment so what how layered this thing is because this is the this is the thing that's hard about this film is that there's so many layers that it starts almost becoming a satire of itself yeah. by the end of the film. Right. Yeah, well, and that all points to, like, it all comes back to, like, they're doing all this Hollywood tropey kind of things to this book, adding it to this book because right. this book has no narrative. Mm-hmm. And the, he, so Charlie Kaufman was, uh, you know, hired to adapt The Orchid Thief. Right. And The Orchid Thief is, you know, there's a lot of excerpts from it, and it basically is this... Uh, a uh, journalist from the New York, uh, no, the New Yorker. It's the New Yorker. Yeah, yeah. the New Yorker uh, doing a thing about this. You guy know, the New stealing. Yorker. Yes, yeah. the New Yorker. Yeah, yeah. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the New Yorker. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so the book is about her going to Florida to, and interviewing that guy and uh, learning all about flowers. And it's there's no real narrative to it, and it just becomes her like talking about all these people and how they love the flower and like you know all the stuff that you read mm-hmm. in it, and then you know. It ends with her going back to see him to be like, "Hey, take me to the to see the flower," and then she doesn't find it. Yeah, right. You know, where the book ends in, right. the, in the movie, and uh, you know, just like Charlie Kaufman said, he goes, "I can't, Do I can't write it." That. He goes, "This book is beautiful, right?" And like, I get it, but it's not but, a movie. But what am I doing? It's like how like, McKee told him, it was like, "This ain't a movie." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so yeah, the everything that he ends up adding to it, and all of those those tropes and everything. Are just what you have to do to get a movie, right? To be so, something like this. You so, know? W- was he really hired on to adapt yes, the book? Yes, and into this the is movie? what he yeah. turned and in. And this is what he turned yeah. in. And then they were like, yeah. "Okay, yeah." So, so he turned. Well, that's it what in. happens when you hire Kaufman to right. adapt yeah. the fucking book. Yeah, right. and so he turned it in. He goes. He he decided like he does in the in the movie. He decides I'm just gonna do this movie about me trying to adapt right. it. And he goes, I'm not going to fucking tell anybody. I'm just going to write it because they're going to say no. Right. You know? right so right, I'm just right. going to write it. I'm going to turn it in and that'll be the end of my career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's very, uh, his Charlie Kaufman apparently is very much like the Charlie Kaufman in this film yeah. where he's just like, is he I, fat and bald and sweaty? Um, I've never he's seen not a picture really chubby of, anymore. Yeah, I've never seen any of the pictures of him when he was chubby. He he's always oh. pretty thin, but he is. Does he uh, does he look somewhat like kind Nicolas of Cage? Yeah, yeah. The hair oh, wow. they got nailed. Yeah. They nailed the hair. The hair was wow. pretty much dead okay. on. I think he's got a beard now. Mm. Uh, and he does look better with a beard, but mm. you know, I always say everybody does. Right. Mm-hmm. But since we're on since mm-hmm. we're on the topic of Donald, though, real quick, um, to me, I think Donald is also. You have to remember that it's also. Um, First off, it's like a, a mirror image. It's almost like what Charlie Kaufman wishes he was uh, versus who he really is, mm-hmm. which is outgoing, funny, right. you know, able to flirt openly, things like this. But he's also just a useful tool to move narrative, yeah. which is yeah, why right. at the end, you know, what happens, it, it, he has to die because he, 
almost it's like he, he, he used up his, his purpose. Yeah, served <laughs> yeah. His purpose. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it was beautiful. And, um, and, and like and one of the, the interesting things about it, too, is that even so Charlie Kaufman is inventing this version of himself that is everything he wants to be. And yet he can't see himself as anything but still a fat balding yeah, schlub. Right, like he yeah. isn't able to like be like, oh, if my twin brother was anything I wanted to be, he would still end up looking like me. Right, you right, know? right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But it's uh, it, something that when we were, when I was doing the research for being John Malkovich, uh, which was, you know, Kaufman's first movie. And he, uh, said that when he was writing that he had two ideas and basically he, uh, you know, he had done a lot of television writing before and he worked with a team. And so to get a screenplay done, he decided to work with himself and, Mm. and he had two ideas and he was working with himself to combine the two ideas. And that's what being John Malkovich became. Uh, or that's what became being John Malkovich. So it's interesting about this movie is that it was him um, working with himself. Right. It was, uh, yeah. You know, so it was almost like so then he pulling up, from what he had already more done. Meta, yeah. Because then he well, made a movie about working with himself. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you were, if you remember, a lot of this is taking place while he's on the set of being John Malkovich. Yes. Okay. So it's also autobiographical about what he was doing with being John Malkovich. Which, exactly. Um, that- so it, it pulls in all these layers. And and that uh, brings me to my main notes journey. Um, was at the beginning I did not catch that that was like at the very beginning when, when it's John Malkovich the, yeah. talking on set. I did not catch that that was the scene, uh, the restaurant oh. scene. <laughs> he was yeah. talking about everybody in the masks, and he, he yeah. Was yeah. I didn't catch that at all. I oh. I just was thinking like. Oh, because I didn't know what this movie was going to be about yeah. at all, right? Oh, okay. So yeah. I just see it open with John Malkovich. The only thing I knew about, Ka- or not the only thing I knew about Kaufman, but the only thing I knew about this movie was that it was done right after being John Malkovich. Yeah. And so I was thinking, oh, he's, I don't know, paying homage to his previous movie by showing some footage of John. I didn't know what where this movie was about to go, but yeah. I was like, I'm sure this will explain itself later, but I did not. I feel like so dumb for not expecting it. But when much later in the movie, you see John Cusack yeah, walking it, up, yes. up set, the set and then you see the tiny thing and he's, I was like, Oh, he's, he's, oh, he's that's John Malkovich. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then you see, uh, Catherine, uh, Keener yeah. walking around and, and all that shit. Um, that was a fucking awesome, uh, that was what uh, me and some of my buddies call a pwn moment. It pwned me, <laughs> as the as the computer. Yeah, and that's why. Say. That's why. Yeah, I mean, it's not important that you see being John Malkovich first, right? But, but that, that's is, why I wanted you to watch it first because it does have that little text right. To it. It's it's that much yeah. better. And you kind of got an know. idea of, like, I feel like if you haven't been introduced to Kaufman yet, it's a soft introduction. Yeah, yeah it, it's it. You know. You saw that one. You're like, okay, I know he writes weird. Yeah. So like, I can watch this and just enjoy well, it, and, and I'll and figure it out. To be fair, I've already seen um, Eternal Sunshine. I, Eternal Sunshine. Yeah. I just yeah. had no idea that it, it was Charlie Kaufman, or, and I had no idea who Charlie Kaufman was. Yeah. It was just a movie that I happened to really love yeah. because of the writing, without even knowing that it was written by this guy who had who was a revered writer or whatever. Exactly. Which is a really yeah. cool experience. That's not something 
that happens very often. Usually when you go into something, you know about the writer, about the actors and shit. I only watched that because of Jim Carrey. Yeah. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. And and, and now I think it all a lot makes of people sense. did. You right. Know? Because that was I mean, that was his third film, right, Stark? I don't think he did one between oh, them. It was his third movie, correct. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, most people Wait, because this no, movie, it's his fourth movie. Fourth. I'm sorry. Which one was his third? Uh the Confessions of oh, uh, yeah. Dangerous Mind. Yeah, which we talked about as well. I mentioned it last time. Oh. With Chuck Barris. Uh it was George Clooney directed it. And it was oh, based yeah. on the Chuck Barris memoir. Oh, yeah. right, 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 right. We'll, yeah, we'll definitely, we'll definitely do that sometime that next year because yeah. I love that movie. Right. And didn't, wait, didn't, well, he did, didn't he do, um, uh, what was it called? Black Men, White Men, uh, in between, um, <laughs> that too? <laughs> no, that was, was that evil, Charlie Kaufman? That was Evil Ed. That was oh. from... Innocent mistake. Yeah, okay, you're getting you're sorry. getting our our podcast conflated. Oh, yeah. I, I went I went meta. <laughs> okay. Stark, Stark was just I went like, meta there. Stark was yeah, totally I was like, what lost. What the fuck are you talking about? Right, right. Because he doesn't listen to our show. Yeah, busted. Well, well, hey, what are you talking about? I'm I'm the only motherfucker. No, I'm just kidding. That's true. Actually, that's no, probably just, true. No, but, that's um, definitely not true at all. But one thing I want to say real quick though, uh, real, while we were still kind of, I guess, while we're almost still kind of on the Donald thing. Right? Yeah. Um. As I, I believe, Chase, I, you and I watched this together in college. Oh, many times when we yeah. were working on it, our screenplays. Yeah, exactly, yeah. which was, yeah, which was like, you know. But, you guys uh, worked on but, screenplays? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish I would have known that. Do you guys still have copies of the shit that you wrote or <laughs> probably not? Well, we got files saved or anything? We, got, we have <laughs> outlines. Yeah. Man, can yeah. you pull them up? I want to, you should read that as part of this episode. No. Maybe, oh man! We're not making it meta. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, what, man. what uh, meta. I was gonna say though is, I don't know I what that word we, means. We painstakingly, like, once we saw it, we were like painstakingly looking up shit about how, like, uh, wait, is Donald real? Yeah. Does he really have a twin brother? Like, uh, yeah, that's you know, what I was I, going through watching it last night. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's just and, and to see how to see how layered it is, it it is almost really hard to deconstruct. Like. I, I I found myself struggling to write notes. Like I, I don't think I even have really too many of them, just because of the fact that, um, you know, I, I remember it's been a long time since I've seen it, um, and just seeing like trying to go through the layers of it, it's so uh, it sucks you in and it really just starts boggling your fucking mind. It tickles in little mind cords. Yeah, I mean the the structure is like so good because like you know so at the heart of this film it is about him writing the orchid thief. But at the end of the day, this is an adaptation of the book, The Orchid Right. Theme. And you see all the major scenes of that. You see right. her, like, you know, meeting uh, LaRoche and, and yep. uh, after she wrote the first article and, you know, learning all about it. And then, you know, her, like, in bed dreaming about it. And, th and like, that's all the stuff that Kaufman uh, interpreted out of her writing. Because most of that book is just her talking about flowers. Yeah. It is not, like they said, it's not a narrative. Right. You know, and uh, so, uh, like, this is him making that, and when uh, when the movie got done and he turned it in, or not the movie, when the script got done, he turned it in, they had to get her to sign off, sign on, off it. on it. Yeah. You know, and she uh, did not want to. Because she of, was, it's, it, it she implicated was, her as she a was drug in, addict yeah. and stuff. <laughs> she was yeah. embarrassed. She was like, people are going to yeah, yeah, think this is real. Yeah, because yeah. uh, they were afraid that they were going to think 
that was that an accurate was portrayal happened. of her because yeah. nobody knows who she is. Right, you know? right. I mean, the people who read the New Yorker or whatever. Or read well, yeah, book. we do. She's a sad bitch, <laughs> yeah, loser, yeah. cheating wife, drug addict. Yeah, Meryl. <sighs> Meryl, what God, she's so great. She just just a rehash of Ma- Bridges of Madison County. I've never seen it, so I don't get <laughs> no, that joke. She, Meryl, first of all, is amazing in this she's, movie, and she's amazing. She's an amazing actress. Bridges in Madison County, but it's she has. There's a lot of what like watching. I had not seen Bridges of Madison County, uh, before I had seen this movie. Yeah. So I had just recently seen that movie about a year ago, and now having seen it, watching this movie, I was like. Meryl's pulling a lot of the same tricks really? out. Yeah, because it's kind of <laughs> her see character her. has. She does the so same. many movies; it's bound to happen. Yeah. But by the way, real quick, I think it has to be asked, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer. Meryl's real boobs or no? Oh, I no have way. no idea. I don't think so. No, no way, way, right? No, no way. Yeah, no way. Okay, it's probably Judy Judy Greer's real boobs. I feel Judy like. Greer's real boobs yeah. for oh, sure. No, those are definitely yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she, she, I mean, she shows them in. Arrested Development to everyone, to yeah. the characters yeah. of Arrested Development say all the time. Say goodbye to these. Yeah, say goodbye to these. <laughs> um, but the ab- about the, um, I love Meryl Streep, by the way. I'm, uh, she's amazing. She Actually, I saw the first Meryl Streep movie I saw, and this will tell uh, if, as in case you didn't already have an idea of how little I watch movies for the audience, uh, the five of you that are watching, um, <laughs> I... The very first Meryl Streep movie I saw was The Devil Wears Prada. Oh my God. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And guess what? She was fucking awesome in that movie, dude. She's so and I was like, wow. I was like, wow, this is why they keep I keep hearing her name. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is it. She's amazing. So good. She was really good. But anyway, uh, but also um what you were saying about you see all the scenes of the book in this movie. Yeah. The best after part the about it is that you see him you see him writing it yeah. after you've already seen the scenes. Exactly. So you're watching the movie and the timeline of it is yeah, like perfectly executed. It, it's perfectly executed. Oh sorry. Go ahead, Stark. Uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't I didn't even know it was I cutting some money off. My bad. No, you're good. <laughs> we were cutting uh, you off. That was you're, like- you're being meta, dude. Yeah, I was being meta, bro. I don't know what that uh, word means. No, that's the one thing I remember whenever uh, Chase and I saw it uh, for the first time is that, like, you know, you're sitting here watching this movie, you're just like not sure what to make of it because you're just like, you know, you, you're like, right. you're trying to figure out what the fuck am I watching. But in the middle of it, and you think it's so straightforward, in the middle of it, suddenly he discovers that, oh, it opens with the opening yes. of the movie. Yeah. Yes. And it's literally the most mind exploding thing. We right. were like, well, what the fuck? Dude? Yeah. And he keeps, yeah. but like, it keeps getting like you keep seeing him add to the opening right like the first time he opens it when he has his first breakthrough and he's like it opens with the dawn of you know before life and all this stuff you're like oh that's how it opened but it's not how it opened yeah it opens with and then then he's like oh with his first voiceover yeah and he goes it opens with uh him meeting that woman yeah no that's not how it opens yeah it opens with him talking about him going to yeah so like it eventually becomes fully meta to the point where yeah. it catches up to the end with the voiceover right you know, from exactly the yeah. where it becomes a satire of itself yeah 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 but anyway what i was going to say uh i have a quote from uh susan orlin uh that she said uh reading the, sc- the screenplay was a complete shock my first reaction was <laughs> absolutely not 
they had to get my permission and i just said no are you kidding <laughs> this is gonna ruin my career mm. and she goes very wisely they didn't really pressure me they told me that everyone else had agreed and i somehow got emboldened uh it was certainly scary to see the movie for the first time it took me a while to get over the idea that i had been insane to agree with it but i love the movie now so oh, cool. see, how could you imagine writing a book this being your one <laughs> real thing that you put out there, and somebody's adapting, it's everything's going so fast. And then this and then is the, the adaptation. See, yeah. <laughs> the very you're now first a drug yeah. addict, <laughs> adulterer. Yeah, <laughs> he tries to kill the screenwriter she's of like, this movie. Yeah, yeah. she's like she's <laughs> expecting the movie just to be an adaptation of just her book, <laughs> and then it's it becomes an adaptation of her fucking life too. And she's like, "What the fuck?" Is <laughs> yeah, this they shit? send her. They send her like at, from the very beginning too. Oh, here's a copy of your movie, The Orchid Thief. Yeah. She opens it up. The very first thing is just, it's called Adaptation. She goes, yeah. I guess that's what yeah. you know, film yeah. things do. Yeah. This is a an bald adaptation. Fat yeah. man. Oh, this is the working <laughs> title, right? Okay. And then and the first things are a bald fat man <laughs> yeah. talks into a tape recorder. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah uh, that's fucking so great. I read that she, uh, uh, so she was on, she came to set. At one point, and uh, when she was there, she met Charlie Kaufman. It was the first time oh, she finally, met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, because they had they didn't actually meet until he was done writing the movie. Okay, right. And it was on set, and she goes, uh, "This is so terrifying." And he goes, uh, "You have no like." He says, "I'm like you have no idea," and then left. And then they never. <laughs> that was it. Well, he's, yeah. So he well, really is like that. Go ahead, Stark quiet he's like a quiet he's like pretty antisocial. yeah i mean yeah. he's he's yep. exactly like nicholas cage plays him right you know yeah. and uh i was watching with my wife and she was like you know when um the girl wanted him to come inside after that first date or whatever uh-huh. and yeah. my wife's like he's so clueless i was like no he's not no, he he's knows not. exactly he, what's yeah. going on and then he's it, fucking scared shitless yeah, is what he is comes, <laughs> like then he starts talking and she was like I didn't get that. I was like, yeah, because you're not a guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not yeah, a yeah. guy who's right. insecure. Like, this is real. Yeah, that's, yeah, this is, yeah. Uh, also, very reminiscent, which we haven't done a movie that hasn't brought it back to Seinfeld yet. Extremely reminis- uh, reminiscent of the, uh, uh, you want to get some coffee? Nah. nah. I don't yeah, drink coffee. Know, <laughs> it keeps me up at night. It keeps me up at night. <laughs> I don't drink coffee. Who are you going to drink coffee? Coffee is sex. <laughs> She didn't even want coffee. Yeah. So anyway, uh, very good. Um, uh, but yeah, I I mean, that was one uh, beautiful running theme throughout the movie is his struggle with that and then watching his brother be the opposite of that. And it why just, can't I be uh, that? And um, I mean, that was just fucking great. I mean, for anyone that, I mean, I would say the majority of the human population deals with some form of anxiety. Uh, here or there and for it to be shown uh so um you know honestly was, it captures was pretty, it well yeah. yeah it was pretty uh refreshing um and really neat and like you literally see all of these like opportunities for great things to happen to him just absolutely slip away because of his inability to act especially that elevator scene yeah oh dude that was like the biggest oof you know when when <laughs> he he goes up. He doesn't walk out when it first goes on the New Yorker. Goes up the floor, goes back yeah, down. Goes, then she walks, walks in, in, and he goes, "Look." <laughs> <laughs> and I was, Look. it was just like, "Oh!" It was just so well done. And God damn it, 
Please tell me Nicolas Cage won the Oscar he did for not. this. He was that nominated. Bullshit. Yeah, it, it was, his, was he uh, nominated? It was. He was nominated. This was his God. second nom. Uh, he won for Leaving Las Vegas. He did not win for this. Fucking who won for Which this? Which is ridiculous. Or who won Chris that Cooper. year? Oh, I don't know. I'll look that up. But Chris, Chris Cooper, Cooper won? Oh, good. Because he was, was amazing, his, too. Uh, we haven't even gotten into him, yeah, but he was, was incredible. Only, this was his only nomination, and at the time... This was or his first. I don't know if he's been nominated again, but he did win. Good, because he was fucking great. He was but, fucking phenomenal. Who won Best Actor over Nicolas Cage? Uh, I'll year? look that up. Because Jesus. So why don't dude. you get into? Uh, let's this start was talking such about a great acting performance, man. Well, why don't you uh, talk about that a little bit, and I'll I'll pull up the award here. All right. Well, Stark. I mean, I don't know if I mean. <clears throat> I'm sure you probably agree with me on on that, right? I mean, isn't it isn't it <laughs> yeah. like one of the just the best parts of the movie is just seeing him, just. I don't know. Play the subtlety of of the anxieties, um, just absolutely perfectly, and and especially for someone, yeah, especially for someone that's known for quote unquote overacting or that's what I'm about to say. Subtlety is the keyword to see Nicolas Cage give such an almost grounded performance. Yeah, uh, is just absolutely in itself worth an Academy Award. (laughs) Well, Um, (laughs) um, so Nicolas Cage. I will. I do know something about his acting in this film. Uh, he said that during the filming of this movie, he ignored all of his acting instincts and played the part of Charlie Kaufman exactly as Spike Jones told him to, and then he got an Academy Award nomination wow. for it. Oh wow! He should well, do that worked. more often. Yeah, he should. <laughs> no, because I mean, no, because he's, he's not always working with Spike Jones or right. somebody that's good. Yeah, and that's sometimes. True. Sometimes, well, he shouldn't yeah. just be working with Spike Joneses of the world. Well, he shouldn't yeah, be well. working with all these little. I mean, <laughs> I think that I think right. that even yeah. when he when he's when he's like oh, overacting or what, I think he's amazing. I don't think regardless. he's ever overacting. Uh, yeah, I exactly. He... I, I I don't know. He's he's a whole. We could just do it. Yeah. We could do a four thousand episode podcast on Nicolas Cage yeah. alone. We could do our own like that episode like, of like Scott White, where we just pick one thing and just do the Nicolas Cage podcast. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. we could. Yeah. Uh, so I have the answer, by the way. Okay. Uh, I will give you the five nominees, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll see who you think. Okay. One. It's a good right. game. Do you want me it's to? I, I'm gonna. Do you want me to give you the the nominees or and the movie or just the nominees? Nominees, well, nominees in the movie. And if the I movie. give you the movie, well, I'll do the nominees first, and then I'll give you the movie. Okay. I think you'll know it. Okay. Uh, so Michael Caine, uh, Nicholas Cage, obviously, uh, and that was for adaptation. Uh-huh. Uh, Jack Nicholson, Daniel Day Lewis, oh, and Adrian Brody. Oh, oh, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. The, the pianist. Yeah. Oh, uh, got it. Nicholson was. I haven't for seen that about one either. Schmidt. Um, it's all right. Uh, Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> this is much. This movie's way it's better. Okay, buddy. This one's way better than the pianist. The adaptation. Oh yeah, uh, yeah I can believe far. that. I could watch this over but, and over. And again. the acting performance, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, the, the pianist was fantastic, but yeah. it's not a film you can watch over and over again because it's about the fucking Holocaust. Yeah, and this right. one, like the you know, it, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, he did incredible, but like, could could anybody play the part that he played? No. Could anybody play it better than he did? Maybe. Could anybody have done what, what Nicholas Cage, Cage did? did? No. Not I'll absolutely agree. not. Agree. Like that's that's how I see it. Yeah, uh, but same. Jack Nicholson about Schmidt. That's a great movie. That was a great. This was a great year. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh Daniel Day Lewis for Gangs in New York. Oh, eh. I mean, I love Daniel Day Lewis, and he we, was incredible. We, in he, was that incredible movie. In that he was incredible in that role. He was incredible in that role. Uh, but you know, at the same time, it's like 
well, he'll get another one. <laughs> like, you know, right. yeah. well, and he did, right? Yeah. Didn't he? Uh, I don't know if he's gotten one. Yes, he did for Phantom Thread. Yeah, about to say Phantom Thread. Uh, yeah. And then the last one was Michael Caine for The Quiet American, and I'm not familiar hmm. with that film. I remember it, but I never saw hmm. it. Yeah. Um, he must have gotten nominated for doing his American accent after, <laughs> uh, after you know, his using his famous British, uh, becoming famous off his British accent yeah. over here for so long. Yeah. I don't know. I would give him an I would give him a nomination if he did a movie with an American actor. So, um Chris Cooper won for adaptation, obviously, and he beat uh Christopher Walken in mm. Catch Me If You Can. Oh, yeah. Ed Harris in The Hours, Paul Newman, Road to Perdition, oh. and John C. Riley for Chicago. Oh. oh, I remember John C. Riley was like a big like people thought he was gonna win that one. Yeah. And uh so Meryl Streep was nominated for supporting, and she lost to Catherine Zeta-Jones for Chicago. And then we got yeah. Renee Zellweger, who won that year, and that was the year that she was right for Chicago. Uh, yes, yeah, the best actress. Yeah, like that, that was the year everybody was talking. Oh, she went to Katie. No, she. Oh, I'm sorry, she Liz? did not win. She did not oh, win. Well, she got nominated for. The yeah, first she got time. nominated. Uh, she yeah. won for, um, Bridget Jones's Diary, I think. She did, right? Really? Yeah. 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 No, she, Nicole Kidman won for uh, The Hours with her fake oh, nose. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we a movie. With the fake nose. That's a movie that it's like, okay, I've seen it. <laughs> really? Let's, uh, <laughs> let's just say you'll be counting The Hours when you watch mm. that one. You use that same fucking joke back in 2004 mm. or, or whatever the fuck that was when that came out. <laughs> I, I remember you Very specifically good. saying that too. <laughs> Oh, we have a good time. We have a good time. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, uh, I Ah. the I got nothing. Um, yeah, I (laughs) love the the pianist. The pianist uh, ran away with a lot of like it won adapted screenplay. Yeah, over this. So how could this? Not when adapted screenplay. Yeah, like, it's I don't unreal. Have, it's the most adapted. That's fucking unreal. It's called fucking adaptation. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh, it's also just like it's very inside baseball. This movie, you know. Yeah, sure. Uh, and it's industry. Like the industry loves a movie about the industry, but then mm-hmm. they don't really reward it. Right. You know what I mean? And like how. How would it look to be like, we're going to give this movie yeah. the award? Well, the Oscars is already enough of a circle jerk. You know, giving giving the award to this movie would be like the money shot. Especially you know, over, like you said, Stark, a Holocaust movie. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Speaking oh, of the money... Oh. oh, you go, Stark. Okay. Uh, well, well, one thing I wanted to say, too, is you can see this, um, again, whenever... It's almost like this obsession Kaufman has whenever he's adapting books in particular um, of them being almost uh, interconnected with those um, those typical tropes of a film like uh, what I actually recently saw that I'm thinking of ending things film. Yeah, not a fan was not a fan. Not good. Uh, Yeah, it it hurt me to say it, but I was not a fan. Okay, Um, he he directed that one. Oh. But he it does the same thing about the whole what the three and almost it reminded me of the three where it's essentially you got the multiple people being one person and it was Spoiler. just so layered yeah, right. into oh my bad hey I want to watch this movie 
it's trust me, bro. You're, you'd want, you, I don't think that you would appreciate okay. it. I kind of, I mean, I kind <laughs> of, so, I sort of had, that was sort of what my instinct was telling me, but it's on my list anyway. When I well, have, when his, I have two and a half hours still, to kill all. But he's like pushing genres together. I feel like he, he was, he's trying, he was almost like, uh, again, it's almost like you're watching an obsessive compulsive ver- to me versus um, a fresh thing from him, which uh, I love Kaufman. Like I say, he's my favorite screenwriter. Um, I, he appeals to my surrealistic uh, lizard brain, but like um, you know, as far as what uh, as far as what he's doing now, I want to see something. Um, I want to see something surrealistic because this surrealism is starting to become too realism for him uh, in my mind. I guess. Anyway, okay. that's my critique of Kaufman. Okay, I see. <laughs> um. I mean, well, yeah, maybe I won't watch it now, though, because, uh, you know, two I mean, and a half hours. Watch it. I get around to it. Uh, let's talk about Chris Cooper. Never, yeah, I want to get into some Chris Cooper shit. So, LaRoche, uh-huh. uh, what a fun character. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. He's a fun character, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, God, he is funny as shit, though. Yeah. Like, every, it, it is so real. You know, I've I've met people not exactly like him, but where you're just like, that guy is doesn't have any idea how funny he is, but also kind of does. Yeah. You know, it just just the way he would say things about like, and I was like, fuck fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and moving on. And then, yeah. what he, Done with you fish. Know, and I had a nursery with my uh, my ex-wife, that bitch. That bitch. And uh, that, yeah. one, that got destroyed. <laughs> by the, like, just yeah. His little asides on it. Uh-huh. Oh man! Yeah, he. He's, yeah, Chris Cooper really killed it. Was this sort of his breakout? No, because uh, I mean, the one I always think of Chris Cooper for is uh, American Beauty, which he didn't get nominated yeah. for. Oh, I, you know, yeah, I can't believe that. Well, he was his neighbor. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That was a really good movie. Yeah, that's an insanely good movie. The the way that bag just moves in the wind, it makes me cry. <laughs> yeah, that the, and that boy is now a man and he is on Yellowstone with our favorite brick Kevin Costner brick oh that's, yeah that's what you I will say yeah, I, will I guess say, he is kind of a brick you should like you'd like Yellowstone it's fucking great and Kevin Costner is not a brick in it he is so good really? that's coming from me yeah that's coming from yeah. you does Carrie feel the same way is the biggest is this uh, is this a show it's a show yeah it's uh they've had three seasons and they're only like 10 episodes i just started about schmidt dragon ball supers on hulu now i got too much shit to watch (laughs) maybe i'll get around to it anyway it is dragon ball super is on what what it's on hulu Hulu. oh it's on hulu now yeah the english dub dub or sub dub dub okay good yeah, like well, which is yeah. great, which is good for me because it's all the same voice actors from DBZ from the childhood. So it's right. So it's uh, nostalgic as fuck. Which I um, met, uh, I met Hercule in real life. Oh, really, Doctor Mister Satan. Satan? Yeah. Which oh, and that's the other best part, Stark, is that none of it is like edited for tsunami, so it keeps all of the like adult humor in it, and they cuss and stuff. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. I saw a few. I saw like the first few episodes of super and i enjoyed it but it was on like crunchy roll or something like right uh, right, right and they and it uh you know i, I don't know i never see watching right. it, but i'll definitely pick it up yeah yeah they got it the whole the whole shebang is streaming on hulu so go for it all right 
But anyway, we're talking about adaptation here, <laughs> which Dragon Ball Super is an adaptation of the manga Ooh. of Dragon Ball Super. Met, hey, you know what that is? That's meta. Bro. No, that's meta. just that's just saying two things that are alike. Meta. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> no, it's Christ. Right, see, Christ. he can't it's hear meta. that. I know. It's yes, meta, I don't know what that word means. Stark, you can't uh, hear my drop, but I got, I got a drop of him of uh, Nicholas Cage being Donald saying when he was talking about the Ouroboros and he's like, I don't know what that word means. And every time I say meta, I've been hitting the drop. Oh. Where he said, I don't know what that word means. That's pretty good. It's a good joke. See, That's, it's a meta to have to explain it to the person who can't hear yeah. it while the audience has meta. been getting That's the joke the whole time. I don't know what that so word means. Do um, do like Bryce, a, a, Bryce, has, gotten, right Bryce has gotten two new drops from these movies. He's got that one and then uh, from, the, uh, from Big John Malkovich it's the waiter saying Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich. <laughs> so whenever, whenever I say a name that he, that he's like, oh yeah, I know who that is. He just hits that as though because <laughs> his his thing was, I always knew John Malkovich is like, oh yeah, I'll nod and like I know who that is. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was such that guy uh, back then. But actually, could I do a can I do a a beat remix of those two drops? Okay, for a minute. Go ahead. I don't know what that word means. Malkovich, Malkovich. I don't know what that word. I don't. I don't. I don't know what. I don't, Sounds I don't, worse than you. I don't know what that word means. Malkovich, Malkovich. I'll show you. I'm gonna nod my head with him. You're not even. I don't know what that word means. Doing anything. <laughs> Remix. <laughs> that was for y'all. God, that was a pain in the ass. Oh, have fun, but, uh, Chase. Chris en Cooper, enjoy Chris it. Cooper, enjoy it. Chris Cooper. While you can. Uh, Chris Cooper, uh, to bring it back here uh, for a second, Chris Cooper reminded me of like, you know, um, you know, like uh, I, I, my stepdad was a truck driver for a long time. Yeah. And you, you meet a lot of truck drivers and they're very much like, and not, of course, you know, not physically or anything like that, but the whole people who are like these uh, almost, um, uh, I call back, like back alley experts on the most random things. Yeah. Um, and they sound like absolute geniuses yet at the same time, they're running a porn website out, <laughs> yeah. Back, yeah. out of the back just, You know what I mean? Very much, they are the most, or they are the smartest person they know. Like, like yeah, he keeps yeah, saying, exactly. I mean, right. it, his character is so interesting. It, it makes sense that, like, every, like, anybody that read that book, I have not, by the way, read Orca Thief. I've known people who have, and they said that's a, that this is a great adaptation of it. But uh, <laughs> but it is. They're like, yeah. There's book no must story. Suck. Yeah, it's, there's no story. It's it's a it's basically a long article. Is Charlie Kaufman in the book? No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Man, it's exactly like the book. The guy's like talking about writing the movie about the book. Oh, well, nope. there there? I'm yeah. still here. Yeah, my my, but, ba my battery was like. Hey, oh. So um, but yeah, LaRoche is this interesting character, but he's very like he's not in most of the book. Most of the book is just her writing about flowers. Oh. Which is okay. what all of those, you know, like and the way that this movie does like you don't even really maybe like the first time, you don't even really realize that you are seeing this book being mm -hmm. ad adapted. Like these like her talking about all the passion, like you get all of those themes and everything, but then there's this other story that has nothing to do with the book that mm -hmm. makes this other story palpable or palatable. It you know, almost to me, it. it feels like, because remember in the beginning, he was saying he was really passionate about wanting to make a film. Like, uh, first off, he wanted to make something normal. He just wanted to make yeah. a straightforward film 
because he 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 was like, uh, this is my chance to make a straightforward adaptation. And he wanted a movie just about flowers. And that you can tell, like, it's almost like you're seeing him struggle so hard to make it about flowers. He wants it to be about flowers. <laughs> yeah. But he just can't do it. Because he, and can't, and he can't stop whacking off too. about these women. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, that fucking shot of him uh, whacking it where it was from the hallway, <laughs> yeah, whatever, it was just his feet. His feet. <laughs> Dude, that was fucking uh, hilarious uh, directing. Uh, and just such a great way to show something like that. Yeah. You know? Especially part of his fantasy was wow your screenplay is so good yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and then you see his like you see his feet go up a couple times yeah. and every guy knows what that means yeah, like yeah. that <laughs> says it all it's like it's like the it's like the masturbation version of of like when you when in scarface you don't see him chopping up the person oh yeah yeah but yeah. you the, know yeah. that it's but it makes it worse somehow yeah it's so, like that's so what watching, that was i was watching this with a. Uh, you know, Haley's got her sisters over. We were uh, they were watching me watch like halfway through it or whatever. So yeah. they were just totally like, "What's going on?" But like uh, the the one part they saw was whenever he was like jerking it to uh, Meryl Streep's picture, you know, mm. and he's like, you know, and Meryl Streep's like all on top of him, and then you know he obviously finishes, but then he just like turns over and starts looking back. It's just like, so what? No, no cleanup? Yeah, that's a trope. That's a trope in uh, film and TV. Of masturbation, no cleanup, and it's sex, no cleanup. It's like uh, I've I've been watching Private Practice with my wife, with, uh-huh. like the whole thing, and like the, all they do is fuck. Yeah, all these people fuck, and they're just like fucking in their office on couches and stuff. Yeah. It's just like there's there's spots. Yeah, that, like you can't just like you gotta put a towel down. Yeah, and this yeah. is a this is a place of business. Right. Yeah, and like you're just gonna like <laughs> fuck, zip up, and go about your yeah. day. Let me cut your baby out of you now. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, like, this is not sterile. Yeah. So, but yeah, they, they never they never really clean up in in the film. Also, taking a dump, no wipe. Uh, that happens <laughs> right, a lot yeah, too, right? <laughs> I'm trying to think of how how often there's I've a lot seen more sex. So many movies where people <laughs> take a shit and then stand up and pull their pants up and then walk <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, I'd say every time, every time, dude. Every time, man. Um, not in my movies. No. <laughs> it's always I make a point to have a bathroom scene, and you see how many times you wipe. That's what I hey, look, here's a, that's what happened in butt blazers. Here's one that always annoys, like Haley. Uh, people opening doors but never closing them behind them. Oh yeah, my wife. Her biggest thing is uh, there's not a, a, one of the things that she hates about it is there's not a word for it, but it's a screenwriting or you know uh, style thing where. You'll be having a conversation with somebody and they just say one word that has no connotation yeah. with anything. And like the only response and then is they what? Leave. And no, they say one word and it'll be like mockingbird. And they're like, what? <laughs> when I was Whoa. a kid. Oh, oh. He fell. He broke my, his head. That was. <laughs> but they'll, you know, they'll say like mockingbird. And then the person will be like, what? When I was a kid, my grandmother oh, right. I used to be yeah. at her house, and yeah. I would look out the window and see mockingbirds. Yeah, and this, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's like, what it's like, is wow, that? that's so deep. What a deep way to explain. Like, yeah, not I hate even. that shit. It's just, and nobody I does that in real that life. Shit. Exactly. No one yeah. does that. And then me and, and me and Ash's biggest pet peeve in screenwriting, I guess you could say, or in shows in general, yeah. is when someone's about to leave the scene, they're talking to the person, and then... Uh, the person that the the person that's leaving wait how do i explain this 
there's a person that's about to leave. The person that's staying says, okay, well then, you know, they'll say something like, um, uh, what's the word? Uh, um, aloof. I don't know. What's the word? But like, um, They'll say I, something that sort of like, oh, man, what is the fucking word? I don't know. What do you say? <laughs> what happens after it? When people leave without saying anything, when they just walk out of the door. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the yeah. person that's staying, they'll be having a conversation. The person that's staying will be like, will be like, um, uh, oh, they'll say something ambiguous. That's the word I was looking for. Something totally ambiguous. And then the other person will just stare at them and then turn around and fucking leave oh. See, and not ridiculous. say goodbye or anything. That could be realistic. That, I've done that. No, it happens well, so much. It happens it so much. Me. It's so fucking annoying. And it happens in Mad Men all the time. And is one of the one of the I love Mad Men, but that shit annoys the fuck out of me when Don Draper does that the whole. That reminds me of yeah. the room, though. Like remember leaves. the room where we're like a lot of a lot of times they're like, why is like half your lines like, hello, hi, goodbye, bye, yeah. like you know, it's just kind of like something. You I don't guess do in, I guess in screenwriting you don't need to write yeah. goodbye. It's understood. Yeah. It's yeah. understood. There's there's a a point to it. What is interesting? But it is, but it's just unnatural. And it always it, it always seems- stands out as unnatural. Unless it's like intentionally unnatural, is the repeat? Uh-huh. You know when they're like, "Not this time, not, not this, time. this time." Like nobody yeah. does that, right? 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 <laughs> or you know what I hate is when somebody says something and they go, "I've always wanted to say that." Then why didn't you just fucking say it? Right? Like don't yeah. tell me that you, nothing is ever stopping you from yeah. saying something. Fuck yeah. you. That's what I say. Right. Although uh, fuck you, I've always wanted to say that. Uh, every time Mad Men comes up, I have to say that I did learn how to act like like I'm ten years younger from watching Mad Men. You just open your eyes real big and smile, and you just look. 10 well, who years does younger. that in Mad Men? Don Draper. Every time it's a flashback of him being younger, John Hamm just does this. <laughs> For real? Yeah. Watch it. Watch Mad really? when you're watching Mad Men. Any of the like him starting out at the firm or whatever. Yeah. He's just wide eyed. Yeah. And like you just see all the wrinkles. Like yeah. He's just, is, is he doing that when he's in the bunker too and shit? When yeah. he's pissing his pants and shit in yeah. the war? I, oh, it's all yeah. When he's in the war, he's just uh-huh. this is me. I'm younger. Yeah. Don't I look younger? Yeah. I feel like that's just John Hamm in general, though. Like wide eyed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's wrap this up with some numbers. Wait, what? we gotta do. Oh, gotta- I gotta do my uh, the new segment goofs. Oh, the goof segment. <laughs> All right. All right. Goofy time, goof, goofy, goofy time. Goofy, goofy time, goof, goofy, goofy goofs. All right. I have um a couple of goofs here. You love it, Chase. Come on, Chase. Um, you know you're feeling this. When, uh, shit, is this continuity goof? When Susan and John are walking through the swamp and LaRoche calls Susan a dumb bitch, she has sunglasses. <laughs> However, in the next shot of her, she has on her regular glasses. <laughs> oh, boy. No wonder this didn't win an Oscar. Am I right? And then here's another one. Can which, I say, though, which uh, I, at the beginning of this movie, let me finish. I did not expect it to end with somebody getting eaten by an alligator. That's true. Yeah, that was great. That was a great scene. Yeah. Um, this is one that I actually caught. That me and Ash both caught. 
This will be the la- Sadly, this will be the last goof. So I'm sorry, fans, but this will be the last goof for this episode. Um, when Charlie is getting takeout from the restaurant and bumps into Valerie, we all remember this, right? <laughs> yeah. He leaves the restaurant in a hurry and does not take his bag of food with him. Ah, man, I noticed that's not a goof. Yeah. In the next scene, he's we eating see the- him eating oh, the yeah, food. Yeah, that is a goof. Come on. So dumb. Well, and you know what happened there? They cut for time. He he leaves, and then you just see his arm reach back and grab the bag, and then it got cut in the edit. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, I'm well, sure. You know this. this that's spent, on the IMDb goofs. This spent so. uh, the longest time in editing for a TriStar picture uh, since, uh, or not TriStar, whoever, whatever it is. It spent the longest time in the edit bay since Ishtar. Oh well. What the fuck is Ishtar? It is a famous movie with Sean Connery. That's all. That's the easiest. <laughs> Ratshi. What? Ratshi. That's Ishtar backwards. Did you know that? That's meta. <laughs> that's um, not meta! I don't know what that word means. So, um, all right. Well, give us the number. Wait, I got to get. I got to uh, do oh, the thing. God. Give me your numbers. It's all the same beat. Give me your numbers, you just girl. Repeat yourself. Give me your it's numbers. Not a flow. Give me your numbers, girl. What's your domestic number? What's your weekend number? What's your international number, girl? All right, you can go now. I'm surprised you didn't go, I, I got to figure out a way to make that shorter. Yeah, don't do it. That's as short as it's going to get. Or you can So just I'm not buy- worried about it anymore, <laughs> to be honest. Oh, uh, budget estimated $19 million. Okay. So uh, opening weekend was December 8th, 2002. Two. Limited release, by the way, so maybe factor that in. Anybody? Anybody? Must say two mil. Okay. Bryce. Um opening weekend, December eighth, two limited release? Yeah. Must say seven hundred and fifty K. You're closer. Three hundred and eighty four thousand. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean that's that's like New York LA only. Right. So Yeah, that's um, that's super limited release. Yeah, so it opened up, uh it got some nominations during its run because it was a December release, you know. Uh Oscar season. Oscar season. Yeah. So it picked up some speed. What is the domestic gross, you guys? What do you think the domestic gross is? Uh, uh, Stark, you want to do the honors first? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven million. Okay. No, maybe ten million. I'm gonna go ten million. 10 I'm gonna million. go ten million. Ooh, did this get an international release? Yes, well, but this is just um, just domestic for this number. Um, I'm gonna say it ended up doing fifteen point six million. Both uh undershot it. 20, oh. 22 million. Oh, 22. It, oh it made its budget back. Oh, yeah. yeah. 22.4. Uh, and then it did a worldwide, or got a you know worldwide release, so cumulative. What is that? The total it made. Stark? So 25, mil, $25 million. All right. Mm. We're talking England and maybe and, India. Hey, it, won, it won the BAFTA for Best Adapted Screenplay. Okay. What's well, BAFTA you got a like what is this? I've already mentioned that <laughs> earlier. What is BAFTA? The British Film or British uh, Arts and Film? It's, it's it's a British Oscar. Yes, yeah, the British Oscars. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say thirty-two point seven million. 
Are you looking at this? No. Uh, did I nail it? No, almost. What is it? 32.8. Oh! Whoa! That's the nice, closest bro. ever, bro. <coughs> 30, 32. Yeah. 32,800,000. Uh, <laughs> wow. Hell yeah. Wow, so, I'm proud of okay, myself Ray on that man. one. That's hey, me. getting better. That's what people have called me all my life. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that about wraps it up, except for the rating and the reboot recast. Yes. Um, so we'll do the ratings. Um, we'll go around the room here. Stark, do you want to do the honors as our guest for your rating? Oh, sure. Um, I would oh, say. Oh, yeah. We're going to do worth it or worse shit. Yeah. I he, think we know the answer yeah. to that one. Um, well, I would say out of 10. Um, stories within a story within a story. Um, I would uh, give it a nine. All right. Okay. Chase, do you want to do a rating this time? Because my uh, no, rating I'm, is a I'm whopper. Okay, go ahead for yours. All right. This is news, guys. Because out of 10, Bryce then gives it 10 out of 10s. <laughs> I give it 10. Bryce then gives it 10 out of 10s. It's a 10. Damn. Wow. There you go. So this is this is rarefied air on the movie. Yes. Gap. What do you got? Like, I know. Uh, I think there's only, this is the third one. Well, there's Chainsaw, Texas Chainsaw. Yep. There's Edward Scissorhands. Edward Scissorhands. And Night there's this one. And then Night of the Living Dead, I think you gave a 10. I did. So this is the fourth one. Yeah. I might have a Joker. To... I think you give Joker a 10. Did I give Joker yeah, a 10? Yeah, you did because it was. Uh, is pushing for the oh, number one. Slot. I gotta, I gotta be more selective with my tens. Joker's is still a ten. I might go back and give Night of the Living Dead like a nine. Okay, but <laughs> so I give this one a ten, and right. this this is uh, shot up into my top five favorite movies of all time. I mean, it, it, I wow. loved yeah. this movie. If you like film at all, I don't see uh, how it's not. It's right. so good. Well, I just and I just love the. Um, I just love how fucking playful it is. Yeah. And then, I mean, using Donald to give that like moral at the end with the whole, you're not, you're not what, uh, you're, you are what you love, not, not what, what loves, loves you, you. was yeah. just yeah. so fucking good, man. It, and then the way he reacts. And then later on, he says, you see him writing that part too. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, so this movie is so fucking playful, inventive, clever. And then, and then the cherry on top is is just the wordplay within the name of the movie itself. You know, it is an adaptation. It's called adaptation. But then they talk about the adaptation of living species yep. to survive on yeah. the planet. I mean, there's Darwin, yeah. there's not a single part of this movie that doesn't have another layer to it, and it's just exactly. fucking incredible. I love it. I, I think I Bryce is a, a Charlie Kaufman fan. It sounds like I mean, I, I already fan. was before I even knew he was some industry name. I just didn't realize that this was the guy, you know, like yeah. eternal sunshine was one of, is, has been one of my favorite movies for a long time. Um, and has been one that, you know, from first seeing it really moved me. I just had no idea it was Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. You know, and now I know, and now it makes total sense, you know, that it is, you know, you it, after, after watching this movie, it's like, Oh it, yeah. Like I could see him doing internal sunshine, spotless mind, what you did. And you know, that's uh that's an interesting, you know, list of your top, you know, your number, your tens, mm -hmm. too. It goes all 
kind of over the spectrum there a little bit. Yeah. From chainsaw to this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, that, uh, I mean, I guess uh, I know I say worth it, not worth shit. Worth it. Excuse. Worth it. Yeah. Excuse. Fantastic. Uh, so, um, I mean, we got to do a reboot recast. Um, basically, who could pull off Kaufman? Okay, well, who do you, do you want to just do Kaufman? Yeah. I mean, we don't need to do... Uh, we could do LaRoche, too. Man. I mean, you could do LaRoche. Uh, I know that... I can't see anyone but Chris Cooper doing it. Uh, I think now... So, there was one guy who Well, got, I could see someone... I got an idea for LaRoche. There's one guy who got... Uh, almost got it. And then ended up pulling out because he just didn't feel right for it. And I think he would be right for it now with age and everything. Uh-huh. And that is uh, Joaquin Phoenix. I, I oh, for wow, some reason yeah. I thought you were going to say that, yeah. but yeah, he would be too. Uh, my my idea was Shia LaBeouf, but not oh yeah, not, yeah, not, not quite quite old, old enough, enough. But you could maybe do some wrinkles in makeup or something and yeah. make it look yeah. all right. Uh, he grew his hair out a little bit, you know. Yeah, uh, we don't need to do uh, Meryl Streep, Meryl Streep, uh, uh, or sad cartoon turtle, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> I didn't want to get that. That's what, we, that's what we call her in this house. She's sad cartoon turtle. <laughs> oh Every time God. you see Maggie and Jill and Hall down, you're gonna be like, know. you're gonna be like, yeah, she does what? look like a sad cartoon turtle. That's funny. She does. She just kind of looks like a sad I cartoon guess. turtle. She doesn't really look like a turtle though. She looks like a sad cartoon turtle. She doesn't really have like a turtle beak. Uh, look at it again. Okay. Look at it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hold um, on. we didn't even announce the reboot recast yet. Oh, right? whoops. Reboot Recast. All right, so who could pull off the Charlie Donald role? Hmm. We're looking for someone, you know, God, I, well, mean, I guess like in their 40s. Start Starkey you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. My my phone. Oh, okay. My bad, guys. Who's Charles Lee Ray? Oh, he still has his Chucky name <laughs> tag. That was oh. the name of the killer in Chucky. Oh, oh yeah, that's oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oops, I forgot I changed right. that last time. That went bad. That's meta. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't not know what that meta. word means. Um, so, uh, I I got an idea. All right, I'll play. Shia LaBeouf. Um. Yeah. You know. I'm mean, old enough. I really think he's good. Uh. I don't know if he's. You don't. No. You don't think Shia LaBeouf's good? No. I said I do. I do oh, think okay. he's good. And, um, you know, he's definitely kind of on the same path as Nicolas Cage with yeah. insanity and good, you know, but like, well, have you seen Honey Boy? No, but I, I saw it's uh, very good. incredible. Yeah, yeah very that's what incredible. I heard. And I, I saw good. Peter Butter Falcon and I was like, really loved that movie. Did you cry? He's so good. Did you cry? I don't I don't cry. Yeah. I get even. What's that from? <laughs> Just me. Oh, nice. Just, but you have to repeat line. it, too. Yeah, I get even. I get even. There you go. Yeah, there it is. And then now I'm just gonna walk out of the fucking room. You should. That's yeah. see. Th- that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Where when you see the person well, leaving without usually, saying goodbye, it's, it's like usually, the end of the convo. I I get it. You don't need to write goodbye. There's usually just be like, a, all right. Well, I gotta go see you. But later. there's usually like a, a a puff of air, like whether a, a an ounce of disgust or uh, you know, there's there's something 
Usually non-audible. But, man, Mad Men, it, those motherfuckers will just leave in the middle of a conversation. Well, and be they're like, mad, oh, man. A, they're mad men. They're mad. That's man. why it's called. Did that. you know that that is a play on the term admin? Wait, what? Madmen and admin. Stark, yeah. are you fucking hearing this, dude? Bro, I gotta go. This that, fucking episode you know is over. I'm gonna is? shoot my pants hey, with Bryce. excitement. Bryce, ah! you know what that is? What? Bryce, you know what that is? It's That's not. fucking meta, bro. It's not. That's Holy meta, shit. Bro. I, 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 I don't know what that word means. Madman, adman. That's fucking meta. That's right meta there. as it's fuck, not, dude. It's not meta. Hell yeah. That was so meta. My mind just got so fucking right. blown. Are we? Are we ready? My to mind got so blown that it that my my mind blue blue. <laughs> anyway, on that note, okay. Stark, well, did you have any? Uh, wait, you didn't even say anyone. I haven't. I'm, I really haven't thought about it. I've been. Or I have thought about it, and I can't. It's just so unprepared as usual, Chaz. It's just so weird because like. Uh, I just feel like uh, Nicholas Cage did such a good job that I can't even not like. I'm trying to see somebody that could play Kaufman and look as much like him without looking anything like him, the way that Nicholas Cage does. Mm-hmm. You know, but well, I would say it's like almost like you have to think of somebody playing Nicholas P- Cage playing Kaufman instead, which would be another. If you were to ever to remake it, you would have to make it even more layered and meta. By somebody playing the person playing Kaufman, which um, and uh, that would be the only way I think you could even which touch this. Film. That would have to be John Travolta in Nicolas Cage's Nicolas <laughs> there Cage's it is. face. <laughs> there it is. That's the only way to recast it. And then the it. whole time Charlie Kaufman is on the set of uh, Face uh, Off. Face Off. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this movie had uh, a, the main three people from Con Air: Malkovich. Cusack and Cage. Oh shit! Yeah, wow, whoa, that's meta. It's not. I don't meta. know what that word means. <laughs> it's meta as fuck. You bro. don't know what that word means. <laughs> um, but I will say, I will say this though. Look, it, it, it's it, to me, it's too much of the perfect film to even consider a remake, just because it's Spike Jones, which yeah. to me is probably one of my favorite directors, um, my favorite writer, uh, like an actor giving up delivering a performance that was transformational to him mm. uh, with Nicolas Cage. Um, it's just too much of the perfect storm. It's also a product of the time when indie films and indie feeling films were starting to become more mainstream, uh, where you probably wouldn't get be able to make a movie like Adaptation and have the like you know I don't feel like they make movies like that anymore. To be I quite mean, honest they with. they do, but hmm. they don't. You know, they're so limited release, and then they just come out on you know Netflix or something. Well, there yeah, was one, right. Not, there was and, one that was just released the world on is Netflix changing. called. Um, uh, this joke would have worked better if I remember the name of that new Charlie Kaufman movie. Yeah, I was gonna let oh, you hang I'm out there. Of <sighs> uh, thank you, of course things. you were. I was, was hey, letting you hang. Yep. Bryce, wait until you see Cynic Doce in New York. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, that one is. Oh yeah, Sorry. I keep hearing about that one. Yeah. Is it good? Man, that one is also mind-blowingly meta. It's good. Okay. Okay, I can't wait. Uh, that'll be the next one I queue up. Um. But me and Chase haven't talked about this. I think we're gonna get into some Lynch though, because I want to. I want to get into some Lynch Ooh, finally. Yeah, yeah, man. Who, who is admitted? Who I will go ahead and admit is my favorite director ever. He he is wha- He's wacky. What have you seen of, I, of Lynch? Uh, Mulholland Drive. Okay, yeah, and that's classic Lynch. And 
uh, the Twin Peaks series, and that's oh, okay. it. So that's why I want to start getting into more. Gotcha. We'll have to but go that's with all it took. As, as Lynch as you can get, bro. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Although Lynch only directed like five of the Twin Peaks episodes, but each one of those, like you could tell it was actually him, and it was great. Yeah. Um, that's rock. Well, you know, didn't like he direct whole the whole thing? new season of it? Yeah. I think so. The new yeah. one, yeah. yeah. But the original one, he didn't. He only did like five or six of those. Yeah. Which was kind of disappointing because there's like forty something episodes and you're and it's some of it's hard to get through because it's so fucking boring. Yeah. Like but, watching someone paint for like thirty minutes. Right. Yeah. Uh but the Lynch shit is amazing. Well the, that is the Lynch shit. Who's <laughs> watching someone paint for, <laughs> He did a whole movie. Well it's he did a whole movie. The the problem is is when it's it's people that are trying to do Lynch versus Lynch it, actually Lynch, doing yeah. Lynch. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that about wraps it up this week. Um, Stark, as always, you have anything to plug? No, nah, I don't do fucking shit, dude. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel you. <ya. laughs> um, oh, my fucking this mouse is. Uh, I'll plug uh, the movie gap uh, handles. Uh, watch us streaming on YouTube always at the movie gap. Everything is at the movie gap. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at the Movie Gap. I think we're going to get a TikTok. Haven't talked to Chase about that yet, but be on the lookout for that. Uh, because and we're so good at adding content to what we already have. We need to start doing it. Um, and um, also stream Jody C. Bunny the Worlds on uh, all streaming uh, music platforms. Yep. And uh, also Denara Pell, uh, Clint, uh, Clint's solo project that is streaming everywhere as well. Check that out. It's very delicious um, homemade music. And uh, thank you, Stark. And thank you all. Thanks for joining us, Stark. Uh, We will have you back on soon, I'm sure. And um, if we don't see you before then, though, Merry Christmas, sir. Oh. (laughs) Since it's right around the corner. Yeah, and Happy happy New Year. Just so you know, this is the last week. Of November. That's why we're saying this. <laughs> I hope y'all had a great Thanksgiving. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, it's Christmas season is coming. I'm ready uh, for old Jolly Saint Nick to, to, to take on my ball sack. Yeah, yep. we. Uh, that's what happens. Just, that's what he does. Just to let the uh, the audience know uh, what's coming up towards the end of the year. Uh, obviously, we'll have our uh, end of the, end of the year review, which this year. Uh, is going to be jam packed because <laughs> there were we do the entire were, MCU. Yeah, we did twenty two movies in seven episodes. Yeah, so okay. um, yeah, and then uh, but before that, on the twenty third, which is Festivus, we will be doing uh, the Larry David movie Clear History. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, and then uh, for Christmas this year, uh, which will come out like a week before the Festivus one, will be. Um, Krampus. We're gonna do the movie Krampus. Oh, that's a great, that's a great film. Yeah, yeah. I love that movie. So uh, it has become. Me too. I love it. It has become a uh, holiday staple <laughs> in my the or the Austin household. <laughs> hey, outed. So to bleep that out, bro. Outed. Uh, yeah, I bleep it out. <laughs> it just, it's just <laughs> Bryce saying Donald Trump. Oh, <laughs> 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 you have to do that now. That's bad. <laughs> there it is. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> Until next time, I uh will see you later. <laughs> <laughs>
Now in space. space. <laughs> <laughs>